0: Have you ever tried to share your faith with someone and they just did not seem to care? Well, they are apathetic about religion and faith altogether. On this episode, we unpack the beliefs of apathyism and why it is so prominent today. Hello, Thinking Christians. Welcome to The Unapologetic Show, where we make the case for why Christianity still makes sense with Dr. Bobby Conway, a pastor and apologist who almost lost his faith. I'm your host, Tim Hall. Today, we're starting a new series called Beliefism, whereby we'll be considering some of the various belief systems that people ascribe to. If you're listening to this on our audio-only podcast or on the radio, we would invite you to check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash one Apologist. And while you're there, please like this video, subscribe, and consider sharing this video with your network as it is a completely free way to support this show. And if you have a belief system that you want us to look at in this series, please let us know in the comments. So Bobby, we're talking about apathyism here, and I think it'd be a good place to start with you just kind of defining the term. What does the term apathyism mean, and, and where did it come from? Where did it originate?
1: A professor by the name of Robert Nash at Mercer University in 2001 coined the term Tim, apatheism. So apatheism is a term then that helps us to get an understanding of what is going on with so much of the apathy taking place in our culture. And therefore, apatheism was coined to describe those who are utterly and completely apathetic toward all things belief in God or not belief in God. And so in many ways, instead of being an actual belief system, it's an attitude, apatheism. It's an attitude of indifference. It's apathetic to questions of whether or not God exists. And so it's not even relevant to the apatheists. And so there are people in our culture that don't want to engage the conversation. They're not interested. So in some ways, kicking off this series on beliefism, which I'm really excited about because it will give our listeners an opportunity to formulate a Christian worldview and understand Christianity in light of the other worldviews that are out there uh, as well. And so Christianity obviously falls under theism, but we'll have an opportunity to look at some of these different beliefisms. So, apathyism, uh, since it wouldn't c- contend uh, to make belief claims, uh, it would be uh, a non belief system, so to speak. But even the fact that you're saying, um, you know, we don't make any claims in a way, as a claim about what you don't do. Uh, So you have a belief about not making claims. So uh, welcome to the party, uh, apotheists. And so therefore, uh, we're discussing them because I do think that we see it. Uh, You know, uh, they're spiritually indifferent about God, as I mentioned. They're spiritually indifferent about having conversations about God. Uh, They don't care if you believe in God or if you don't believe in God. Just for them, uh, it's um, a matter of indifference. Uh, This can be captured by Dennis uh, Diderot, uh, who lived uh, in the 18th century, where you see maybe an early form of apatheism, because obviously there have been people around before Tim that had a sense of apatheism as it relates to things uh, regarding God. But he said, it is very important not to mistake Hemlock, for parsley, but to believe or not believe in God is not important at all. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, yeah. That, that's a very, that's, a, that's an interesting statement. So, uh, so he, in that statement, basically, he's just like, man, just throws his hands up in the air. So I, I think that leads to the kind of the next question is, how how does this differ from something of, say, like atheism, or even agnosticism? So how does apatheism kind of differ from either one of those, uh, you know, kind of worldviews or, or belief systems?
1: Well, for the atheist and the agnostic, they would make a belief claim. Hmm. So the apotheist is c- claiming that they're not making a belief claim, uh, and you could, you know, ask well, is that your belief uh, that claim? Uh, but nevertheless, just letting them say what they would say, uh, the agnostic will make a belief claim that you can't know whether or not um, God exists. Um, There are, um, you know, different types of agnostic, those that are going to be much more rigid in their agnosticism and then others who would be more open. Uh, The atheist is going to make a belief claim that God doesn't exist. So uh, the apotheist isn't interested. uh, So they say in making claims, but just to kind of show, Uh, An area where we can self-refute or show where they self-refute themselves is to say, I don't make a claim, is to make a claim that you don't make a claim, which is a claim. So we just want to be aware of what's happening when stuff like that comes our way.
0: Yeah, and so I, I, again, there, there's even this this strain of like, uh, for lack of a better term, called lack theism, right? So it's kind of like the the lack atheist. They just lack a belief. They don't have a belief at all. Do you think that differs uh, at all from the apatheist that they kind of just lack a belief, or do you find that the difference may be that the amount of engagement? Because I know that a lot of people that are in that I lack a belief category are very vocal on the internet about religion and you know whether or not God exists and and having discussions. Uh, so what do you think the difference would be between this lack atheist and the apatheist?
1: Well, it sounds like the lack theist would be contending uh, for, uh, you know, why he is not a certain kind of theist yeah. or why he doesn't believe in, you know, belief X or belief Y or belief Z. Uh, so he might want to contend that he lacks a formulated belief but while he lacks it, he's not apathetic toward the fact that other people have belief because he wants to share why, uh, you know, he lacks the other beliefs. So in lacking a belief, he'll criticize the beliefs that he doesn't assume.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. So the, the, I would imagine that there are some implications of being this, you know, apatheist. So what what, what would for you be the implications of, of someone holding this position?
1: There are, there are, are several implications, but let's consider a few. Uh, Somebody who's an apotheist, obviously um, God's existence uh, will make no difference uh, on how they live. Uh, So if we as Christians claim that God exists and we believe that he does, uh, the fact of God's existence uh, is not going to make a difference on how they make their decisions in their life. Uh, in the way that they live. Now, we as Christians obviously would recognize that even those who completely disregard God are failing to recognize that God is making a difference in their life, whether they give Him glory or not, by the very fact that he is the one responsible for giving them reasoning capacity or, uh, you know, building them uh, with the moral law, uh, you know, written on their heart. Uh, I think another thing that's going to be lacking, so to speak, uh, for the uh, apotheists is they're not going to seek to derive purpose from God in life. So, if God's not going to make, as I first said, a difference in their life as they understand their life, well, then if that's the case, they're not going to consider uh, God as it relates to life purpose and discovering meaning meaning is going to be discovered from within or from their friendships or from family, but it's not going to be um, ascertained through a relationship with God. And, and that whole question, then they're just going to be apathetic about that. And then another area that I would bring up is it will absolutely not impact uh, their moral decision making, so far as they're aware of it, and why do I say that? Because you and I both know, Tim, as I mentioned a moment ago, that the moral law is written on our heart. We're we're built with it. So uh, the very fact that you have non Christians walking around saying what's right and what's wrong, they're using the instrument that God gave them, that was built, uh, you know, from. Before they were born, they're just using the instrument in the wrong way, not recognizing that it is from God. Well, the apotheists, uh, they're going to have to have a moral philosophy for life. Mm. But their moral philosophy of life is not going to be derived from trying to ground their morals uh, in the objective nature of God. But rather, uh, they're going to have to leverage some other type of ethical system like Utilitarianism, or something like that, that will help them to figure out how they live. But nevertheless, if the apotheist experiences guilt, uh, God is uh, making an impression on their moral life that they failed to, uh, you know, live up to the moral standard that God created them with. They're just not giving attention to that by recognizing it, it is God. They'll say they're apathetic about it, but even interestingly enough, in being apathetic about something like moral decision-making, it's inescapable because, again, the rationality that they use to reason about the moral decisions that they're going to make are both features given from God, namely rationality and the moral law.
0: Yeah, I, I I think before we move, you know, on, cause I, I would like to talk a little bit more about, you know, whether or not Christians or, or atheists can can be in this camp as well. Um, you know, th- that some of these people they're not apathetic about everything; they have zeal and passion about something in their life. I mean, whether it's you know, whether it's CrossFit or whether it's maybe like football <laughs> or sports right. or or soccer or something. I mean, they're passionate. Uh, but as you have been saying. Uh, what well, you know, the, the the theological matters aren't necessarily weighing on their decision making, and I think that's a really important point. And I think we're seeing that all, all across the board in a lot of different areas, but and maybe you can comment on this, here in the West, I mean, so much of just kind of the culture that we swim in has been influenced by Christianity and Christian ideas that whether they're trying, whether they know it or not, some of those decisions that they're making are probably influenced by just the culture that we're in, which is also influenced by Christianity. So maybe you can comment on that before we get to the specifics of of Christians and atheists and whether they can fit into this category as well.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right, Tim. I mean, I would encourage our listeners uh, to listen or on Audible or read uh, Frank Turk, our dear friend, his book "Stealing from God," and it's just this whole concept where he talks about how atheists steal certain things from God, but they don't recognize or give glory to God. Uh, Four things like the moral law, mm. so it's a it's a book that can be helpful for people to consider. I like what you had to say though about people in general. Um, yes, we can all be apathetic in certain areas of our life, but there are areas that we're not apathetic about. Uh, we are a culture that is obsessed about our genitals. Uh, I know that that comes off shocking, but it's uh, it's, it's just. It seems so immature when you think about what's going on in our culture, right? I mean, it's unbelievable that that's that's where we are. I mean, I I step back. I told my wife that we are so obsessed as a culture about, you know, our sexual pronouns and our genitals and our expression and our, I mean, it's unbelievable that that's where our passion comes out instead of having a passion for God who's built us to love him and to honor him and to be passionate about who he is and what he created us for. uh, We become so twisted in the way that we are living. And so we take something like um, intimacy, which is God's idea, but we absolutely pervert it because of our obsession now with it. And uh, you can see how we take something that is good and then we pervert it. And then not only that, once we pervert it, we praise what we've perverted, and then we talk about it being confining or immoral or too much of a restrain right. to use it in its proper context. Mm. So back to things like what you're talking about, uh, that's what you have taking place with atheists or um, others that want to abuse what they were built for. see, the only way we're not going to abuse the moral law in our rational capacities and our will is if they function in the way that they were meant to, uh, because God created our will to be fashioned toward him, our reason to be uh, instructed by him, our moral law to be guided by him.
0: Yeah. So so talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, can a Christian or an atheist, you know, kind of also fit into this category of maybe like if we're thinking of a Venn diagram and Christians on one side, can there be Christians that are also fairly apathetic or can there be atheists, atheists that are also in this apatheism stage?
1: So it's been said before that the opposite of apatheism is zeal, hmm. And so that makes sense, right? Like when you think about somebody who's zealous, an apotheist lacks zeal. Now consider um, the Christian. A Christian, I suppose, um, could claim to be, you know, uh, an apathetic uh, person, you know. But if he did make that claim, that would be pretty revealing, right? Uh, there are Christian who are no doubt apathetic, Um, We see that constantly in our church, especially today. Um, But if somebody remained that way all the time, then we would question whether this person is legitimately given their life to Christ and have fallen in love with Jesus, Hmm. where an atheist could be apathetic in the sense that they're not really interested in defending their atheism, uh, but they're atheistic. In other words, When you claim to be a Christian, that has bearing on your life. It shows up in our thought life. It shows up in our moral decision-making. It shows up in the way that we treat others. It shows up in our will. When you're an atheist, uh, you can be apathetic, but you don't necessarily feel like, oh, my atheism uh, has to contend for Darwinian naturalism. Uh, but nevertheless, um, you might not be passionate about defending, uh, you might be apathetic as it comes to talking about your atheism. Nevertheless, your atheism will influence your life if you live without regard for God.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's that's excellent. I do want to take a second and just remind our audience that this show is available as an audio-only podcast, as I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, Bobby also has several courses that he, you can check out. You can find those on our website. And we also have merchandise below every single one of our videos on our Facebook page. So if you are interested in supporting some uh, One Minute Apologist merchandise, you can go ahead and find that uh, below any one of our videos on our YouTube channel. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about maybe how to approach an evangelistic setting uh, somebody that has this belief system but I I thought Bobby it would be interesting for you to just describe why you think somebody might uh, adhere to this why would why would people ascribe to apathyism in your viewpoint uh,
1: simply put Tim they just see the discussion as we talked about in the introduction as merely a moot point uh, whether or not God exists so for them, it's almost like a waste of time to dialogue about it. Like, because you can never really know, right. In their opinion, like to them, they're apathetic about it because there's so many various opinions that are out there. So they just shut down on the conversation thinking there's no way we can know for sure. God exists. There's no way we can know for sure that he doesn't exist because There's different opinions out there, so I'm not going to engage the conversation. So for them, it would be like the discussion um, that many people don't care to have regarding whether or not extraterrestrial life exists on other planets. Um, It's an interesting conversation for some, but it makes no difference uh, because nobody can prove that extraterrestrial life exists definitively or does not exist definitively. So we can give reasons for why we think extraterrestrial life exists on other planets, but to them, we're wasting our time when we could be
0: focused on the here and now. So uh, l- let's give some advice perhaps for some Christians who want to <clears throat> engage people or have engaged somebody, a friend or family member that, you know, I, man, when we would describe apathism, you're like, yep, that's, that's my friend, you know, uh, Susie or whatever. How should a Christian think about approaching or engaging them in, in evangelism as they're trying to build this relationship and present Christ to them? What sort of advice would you give?
1: You know, Tim, I think you were on to something a little bit ago when you said, you know, there's other areas of our life where we're not apathetic. And I think that we have to figure out a way to have a conversation about, hey, so what are you passionate about? You know, and try to find out where they have zeal. Um, Then maybe just ask, you know, do you mind telling me how uh, you began Um, on this road toward apatheism where you don't even like to talk about it. Now, keep in mind, this could be very tricky because if the person is consistent to their worldview, then they might not even engage in the conversation because it makes no difference. Like The only thing I don't do is I don't show interest. I don't care to talk about it. Uh, So therefore, I'm not going to even engage the conversation. Well, that would be a tough spot. We'd pray for for that person. We'd ask that the Lord would help us just to live out our faith before them so much so that they could just see that, you know what, there's something to this. But if they would be kind enough to engage us in a conversation, then I do think that we want to show that having a discussion about God is different than, you know, having a discussion about whether or not aliens exist on other planets. Hmm. Uh, We want to be able to help them understand how, you know, everything that begins to exist has a cause and uh, we need to recognize that we came into existence by it with an explanation that is our, our our planet and our universe came into existence with an explanation. And just to shut down on it and just be indifferent about it, uh, you know, we need to talk about why it's important and we need to be ready to have some reasons to discuss why it's important.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I think I would add, I would add yeah. on to that, that one of the ways that you could possibly get into this conversation is through politics. Uh, politics is something that is forefront on a lot of people's minds, and particularly because it affects people uh, so intimately. I mean, even local politics or national politics. So... People may not have strong opinions about Christianity or faith in general, but they might have strong opinions about how somebody is going to vote or about a specific policy that might affect them. And we know as Christians, and we've talked about this before on the show, that there those policies are tied to a morality that that we hold, that a society holds. And so that could be a way that somebody, again, could kind of back off and say, oh, I'm not really interested in that. And that's fine. You don't want to press them. You want to have a a basis in a relationship with the person. Um, So I think that's one way. And the other way that I would love for you to talk just for about a minute here is how we as Christians might suffer well through hardships in our life and how that could open up for them to be able to ask us about our relationship. So just talk to us a little bit about that for a, a minute or so.
1: You know, when we get into difficulties, I know for me, if I'm suffering, my big question is I want to know how to get out of it. And instead, we need to be asking more, what can we get out of it? We can get a lot out of our suffering because when we suffer well before others, um, they can see that, you know what? Um... This person's deriving a strength from something outside of themselves. Mm. And by remaining positive and optimistic and not losing hope in God in times that are difficult, that can be a great witness to those around us, especially those that are apathetic because God can become a great source of hope and encouragement to them if they would look to God and not be apathetic about God. And to Christians who are out there who fall into apathy as well, sometimes they've done so because of suffering. They just shut down. And I want to encourage them to remember that Jesus Christ died on a cross for our sins, and he suffered well under the cross, and he's our moral exemplar, and we can draw strength from him by following in his example.
0: Well, excellent advice, and thank you so much for, you know, unpacking this topic. And again, to our audience, if there is a belief system that you want us to tackle or you want us to cover, feel free to leave that in the comments, and we will do our best to get to that. We're going to look at some functional atheism that is going on in our society in our next week's episodes. We would invite you back for that episode. And as I mentioned earlier, if you enjoyed the show, please uh, like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and consider sharing it with the people in your network. And with that, we will meet you next time on The Unapologetic Show. You've been listening to Unapologetic with Dr. Bobby Conway, the One Minute Apologist. I am your host, Tim Hall. Be sure to listen to Bobby on Pastor's Perspective Monday through Thursday, as well as like, share, and subscribe to the One Minute Apologist YouTube channel where we have over 1,000 videos. We would also like to remind you that this is a listener supported program. We would greatly appreciate your support in any amount so we could continue to provide this ministry. If you would like to be a part of our team in any capacity, please visit our website at oneminuteapologist.com. And while you're there, check out all of Bobby's books, courses, and even invite him to speak at your church or event. Thank you for listening to Unapologetic, where we defend truth without compromise.